think it's in the same vein, you know, the expression um, is that sometimes people will say when they're trying to delegate the work and they're like, it's just easier if I do it myself. It's, it's really not. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Katie Grimes of katiegrimes.com. Katie, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Definitely. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Katie so you can hear about all the awesome work that she's doing. And Katie is a dating coach prepping single women to confidently date the right one by first learning how to feel secure, trust yourself, and spot red flags. Her unique background of growing up in an alcoholic home and being a being and becoming addicted to love makes it easier for her to teach you why you attract certain people and how to heal your overthinking in your love life. Whether it's on Instagram at kg.katiegrimes or her podcast, Anything for Love, Katie keeps it real as she guides you to make sense of the confusion you're experiencing so that you can let love in with confidence and ease. Katie, are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I sure am. I'm super pumped. I'm pumped as well. So let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah. So I got fired. <laughs> That's how I got started. I literally um, had been diagnosed with PTSD uh, back in 2019, 2018, after being a victim of a crime. And I'd been in commercial real estate for about five years prior to that and always had a passion for health and wellness. I'll be honest with you, like no matter what corporate job I- I've been in, you know, finance right after I graduated at one of the top investment management firms in Boston, trying to work my way up through like executive assistant roles at um, software security companies and information management companies. But I just felt like something was always missing. And so health and wellness for me was always that outlet. So I was always teaching fitness classes. I was always talking to my friends and family about health and wellness and fitness. But I thought going into like corporate America was the way that I needed to go in order to make more money so that I could actually do what I wanted to do, which was travel the world, talk, connect people and talk about the things that I really loved and admired. And what I found was after, you know, getting let go from my job. And I I don't say that. I mean, I, I know I was laughing when I said it, but like it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because it really gave me the kick in the butt that I needed to be like, okay, so you've been literally working for someone else almost your whole life. I had started businesses here and there, had started it with other people and really found that this was the, this was the one time that I needed to either sink or swim. And I knew that I didn't want to go back to corporate America because I knew that other organizations were not going to understand my symptoms of PTSD and recovering from, like I mentioned, growing up in an alcoholic home and also growing up with, um, being addicted to love and starting to be get into recovery around that, you know, for anybody who suffers from addiction in any way, shape or form, be it food, be it work, whatever, nobody really understands it, or at least we don't think they do. So we hide and we feel shame and we feel guilt. And what does that do? It just perpetuates all the symptoms that you're having. And I was like, you know, I'm really going to set out on in this mission to one, be open about my recovery and be open about mental health and be open about what had happened to me back in um, 2018. And then also start my own company so that I can help other people who maybe are, are suffering silently from these same symptoms. And what ended up starting, I started going and talking to people. I just went to my corporate connection. So I started talking to people who, Hey, can I, can I put on a, um, you know, a talk about how do you fear less at work and how do you be more vulnerable at work? Or how can you talk about shit that really matters at work so that you can all connect with one another so that, it, you know, they often say business isn't personal. Yes, it is. 
you're, you have, you have people there and people are going through real life scenarios. And so you, you have, you can't separate, you have, it's, it's one and the same. And what I found was I, I didn't feel that I could make a big impact in corporate America because, you know, predominantly in the Boston area, it was a white male dominated society, many of who were, you know, baby boomers. And I'm not, I'm not set here to set out and change them. I wanted to actually impact people who wanted to learn and change. Um, and don't get me wrong. There are certainly some white males who want that, but that wasn't who I was running into. And so what I found was I was like, I really want to impact the 20, 30 something year olds who are, who love personal development, who want to change and grow. And so long story short, some of the clients that I first started coaching were those that were feeling unfulfilled and thinking maybe they'd go back to get their master's. But what we realized is that they actually felt that they weren't good enough. So that's why they kept going back to school. And then eventually what I realized is I was very passionate about talking about love and talking about self-love and talking about how I tried to do anything when it came to love and how it impacted me at work, how the money I spent, the foods I ate, how much I worked out, what jobs I was chasing and what relationship I was, was in or trying to be in. And I realized, I think there's more people suffering from love addiction whom don't know it because I had been silently suffering from it. And, you know, love addiction is just a compulsive need to be loved or want to be loved. And it usually stems from codependency and it stems from growing up with dysfunction, be it, and we've all been through dysfunction in some way, shape or form, even just the simple thought of not feeling good enough or feeling too much. And I thought, this is what my intention is. This is really what my mission is, is to get this out in the world. And while I do have male clients as well, or those that identify as men, I find that predominantly who I talk to are women, because, you know, sometimes in that safe environment, we can talk about things that are pretty meaningful, like, you know, fantasy or, or even the word masturbation. I mean, like, you know, there's some things that we can kind of go a little bit deeper on that maybe they wouldn't feel necessarily as comfortable with people whom they're attracted to in the group. So that has been kind of my journey in a nutshell, but then starting the podcast and a YouTube channel to talk about it and, and have this baby grow into a, what was just in the Boston area has now been uh, an inter international company over the last year and a half. It's been pretty cool. Yeah, it definitely sounds exciting. I, I appreciate you for, you know, being so, you know, transparent and, and talking about that, because I think, as you said so well, that when you're going through addiction or stress or depression or so many different things, it's like right align, right in alignment with that is that isolation feel. You feel like you're by yourself. You feel like you're the only one that's potentially going through this. But, and like you said, you know, so many times in business, but also in life in general, we forget about that human aspect in, in so many different aspects of, you know, wanting to, to be long, wanting to be loved and so many of those things and how that might manifest itself that we often look outward to try to, I guess, solve that. And mm -hmm. And I want to say that's setting it up for, you know, um, failure. But I think if we don't really sometimes talk about what's within and understand that we're imperfect and that we have those flaws and things that we need to kind of talk about and do, then it really doesn't lead to that success or to that, um, I guess, solving the, the whatever it might be. So I appreciate you for talking about that, having so many platforms to help people to do that and, and really just helping people feel like they're not by themselves. Thank you for saying that. And it's a really great summary that you that you just shared of that, because that's exactly what it is like. You know, I'm really sick of, uh, I've been on a mission that I'm not going to say I'm good, I'm fine, or I'm busy anymore. I'm actually going to tell you how I'm really feeling when you ask me how I'm doing. And I try to be really transparent about that because I, I think, you know, there's a term that's been coined around Instagram called toxic positivity. And that is making the assumption that everything is fine, good, or we're just busy. And the reality is, I think whether it was before COVID, I think COVID was a blessing in some ways because it really gave us the ability to get in touch with how we were really feeling. And many of us felt very uncomfortable sitting by ourselves and sitting alone. Um, but for many of us, we decided to thrive in, in that environment and say, you know what, I'm going to look at my part. I'm going to look at why am I so lonely? Why am I unhappy? Why am I choosing to not feel fulfilled in a job that I've been chasing my whole life? 
or a relationship, whatever it may be. And that's why I often say to people, listen, I am not your average dating coach. Uh, you're not going to come to me because you know, you're over here swiping on the wrong one, or you're on six different dating apps and it's not working. My encouragement is, is to get off the dating app and get off dating for at least a couple of weeks, six to eight weeks. And, um, and really look at your part. Why is it that you're attracting the wrong people? Why is it that you're sleeping with people too soon? By the way, we all do it, right? So I'm not shaming or judging or criticizing by any stretch of the imagination, but let's really look at our part as opposed to looking at, oh, there's all the good ones are taken or it's hard to date during COVID. No, no, it's not. I actually have many clients who have successfully been dating, but it's really being able to get in touch with what we need, what we want, where are the aspects that we're not using our voice, not only in dating and when we put people up on a pedestal, but also where are we not using our voices at home with our families or within our own lives and being able to take ourselves out on dates? And where are we putting, take not, you know, not trusting that we're going to be taken care of and provided for by God, higher power, whatever it may be. Um, and really diving into that spiritual aspect so that you can do, go do the practical tools. And guess what? When you start doing them, you start doing a daily practice every day to focus on yourself and not date, you actually get exactly what you've been looking for your whole life, which is this level of self-acceptance and this acceptance from other people. Um, and I think that's, I think that's a common bond that regardless of background or body size or where, you know, our family background, whatever it may be, I think we all want two things, self-love and, you know, self-acceptance and acceptance from other people. And I'm on a, I really am on a mission to try to help myself first and then other people, um, figure out the tools that they need to do to make that happen. Mm, that's extremely powerful. I, I love how you said, you know, help yourself first and then help other people. Because I think so many times we zoom past ourselves and we're always, I don't, and I don't know why, you know, maybe it's just, you know, certain things that are kind of pulling at us to tell us we're not enough or we need X, Y, and Z, as you mentioned, you know, getting more schooling or potentially finding, you know, Prince Charming or Princess Charming or whoever that might mm. be to complete us. But if we really don't look and create that time and that space to be able to kind of understand ourselves, not to judge ourselves, but to understand why we're taking certain actions, why things might manifest themselves in the way that they do, then it's really hard to take the step, you know, forward from that without understanding, you know, that information. So I love um, that you do that. And, and I know you touched a little bit upon like how that manifests itself. Did you have anything else that you do as far to helping as far as helping your clients and what you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique is what I like to call your secret sauce yeah I would say you know the things that the thing that kind of sets me apart like I had mentioned is I really encourage people to stop dating you know for about that six to eight week period and the purpose is to really reconnect with themselves now don't get me wrong there are certainly some people that come to me that are in relationships and that's very hard to do right you can't like say i'm taking a six to eight week break but who i market to who my niche is who i talk to on a daily basis is that is specifically that one person who is literally feeling like they're giving up hope. They're just wanting to focus on themselves. They've recently broken up with somebody and they just do not want to date. And, and really underneath that is the fear that they're going to get hurt again. Mm -hmm. Really underneath that is the fear that either A, they're too much or B, they're not enough. I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I have a business manager that I have hired. And I got to tell you that I hired her when she was a virtual assistant. You know, I think I was maybe, I think $35 an hour or something, but I knew really early on that the power of we was much greater than the power of I, mm. and that I only know so much. And I'll be honest with you, I can operate at really high levels of stress given how I grew up. But what I noticed is that my health and well-being at the very beginning of starting this business was starting to take a heavy decline pretty quickly. And whether it was eating too much sugar, 
trying to spend course after course after course, uh, trying to get as much knowledge as I can to be as efficient as I could in my business, I realized I actually needed help. And I asked around and a friend of mine said, hey, I've got this girl. Um, she can help you out. And she started making in Canva. She started making graphics for me. And I got to tell you, it eased up like so much time because that's not it's not something I enjoy doing. And then eventually I started to trust her more and more because every time that I'd ask her for something, she would deliver it like that. Or if she couldn't, she'd communicate that she couldn't. Truly appreciate that, um, that hack. And so I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So that could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. I think it's in the same vein, you know, the expression, um, is that sometimes people will say when they're trying to delegate the work and they're like, it's just easier if I do it myself. It's, it's really not. It's actually really not it, 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 to me, what that means is that you don't trust or you want to control the outcome. Yeah, that's extremely powerful. And, and I was going to ask you um, for what I call the definition of what it means to be a CEO, but I almost wonder if that is part of what you and how you would define it. Is it about that? What I hear is that legacy piece of understanding how the actions that we're taking, the things that we're doing on a daily basis, not only you know benefit us and, and create that great experience today, but also into years and years and years in the future. Would you consider that to be like part of your definition? Absolutely. I think one of the best feedbacks I ever got from one of my um, teammates was she, she said, you have this ability that makes, that makes me feel like I can come to you with anything that will make this business better and that it doesn't feel like it's your business. It feels like it's our business. And I got to be honest with you. I learned that from being in corporate America where I never felt that way. Mm. <laughs> there were times I was working on projects and sure I felt that way a little bit, but like, but, but then mostly I didn't, I didn't feel like I could really use my voice. And when I was using my voice, I was often scolded for being too aggressive or too assertive. Well, that that's another way of saying passionate, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Katie, so truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get hold of you, subscribe to the podcast, find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Absolutely. I would say that if you are somebody who is an entrepreneur in the closet, meaning that you have this, um, you dream of a life where you have financial freedom and time freedom. Those things are definitely possible within entrepreneurship, but you will likely give more of yourself than you probably have given to your family or to your friends or to any career that you've ever had, because it means more. And for me, what I found is that when I stopped looking at the numbers coming in, meaning the financial numbers and being scared of of how much money was going to come in or how much money wasn't going to come in, because by the way, a lot of money didn't come in right away. And COVID hit and a lot of money came in quick. And then we had to figure out how to adjust is if you have this passion and this drive to do something that's on your heart, you can one small step you can take. You don't need the website. You don't need all these extra things is that you can literally just start talking about what's most passionate to you in social media in a way that feels really authentic to you. And I think what ends up happening is when you think no one's listening, actually everyone is listening. Um, and if you guys want, I would really strongly encourage you to just say hi at the very least on Instagram by um, hit me up at kg.katiegrimes. Make sure you let, the, let me know that you saw me here at IMCEO so that we can have a real and authentic conversation. You're, when you're talking to me, you're talk, like when you say hi, you're talking to me. And it gives us the ability to really find a common ground on what's the, what's call, what's the calling in your heart right now. Is it taking time off from dating? Is it starting a business? What is it? And, um, and then the other thing you could do is check me out on my podcast, Anything for Love. And if any of those things feel like calling to you or something I've said resonated with you, please feel free to, to share it with me. And I, it would mean the world because I think, like I said earlier, I, I do this because I want to be of service and I want to know that what I'm saying matters. Um, and I'm not doing that for validation, but in fact, connection, it brings us closer to each other. 
And I think we all need connection now more than ever. So I look forward to hearing all from you soon. And I'm really impressed with the work that you're doing here at IMCO. So thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure is definitely all ours, Katie. I, I truly appreciate you for all the work you do, all the, the knowledge, value, gems that you dropped it for us today. I think, you know, understanding that we do have something that's innately within and being able to kind of take those steps forward in order to have those things come to fruition and have the people that we can lean on to make that happen is absolutely huge. So truly appreciate you for, for being one of those people as well today. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.